All right, everyone. Good morning and welcome to the new media show. We are really late, but uh, we couldn't uh, stream on Facebook today. I don't, I don't know what happened, uh, but uh, Facebook is, is not uh, letting us do a live stream. But anyway, that, that was frustrating. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Todd. <laughs> it's... You know, it's the old saying, technology doesn't always work. So, yeah. servers go down. Yeah. So, you know, I was definitely, uh, like, kind of tripping out just a little bit because I've never had an issue before where we started a show and then a stream wouldn't come live. You know, so it... Uh, well, we it's can't a little... be too too complacent, uh, you know, expecting everything to work. Cause sometimes <laughs> it doesn't, right? That's right. You know, and so... I'm and I'm sitting here trying to, you know, it's saying stream failed, stream failed, stream failed, and I'm relogging everything, and it, you know, I'm testing, and and uh, you know, nothing's coming up. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we've uh, talked badly about Facebook lately. So no, I think you know it shouldn't be because they've they've banned us. So no, they, <laughs> I, I don't think so. I don't think they've banned us at all. But anyway, we're we're here after a reboot and me yelling at the machine, and we are up on live stream as well. But I can't remember the live stream actual address. I just notifications go out to the twenty thousand or so that are following that account and if they're available, they watch it. But, uh, <laughs> well, it is a holiday weekend. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know that our, our listener or viewership is going to be that high today, but, uh, well, but well, that's okay. It's and of course. And then I screwed up earlier in the week, you know, I saw this tweet, where's the latest edition of the show? And I'm like, it's online. <laughs> I went to look. I'm like, no, it's not. I get everything <laughs> uploaded. I never hit publish. I was just like, oh my god, what a knucklehead I am. So, anyway, oh, well, much apologies. Yeah. We've all done it, Todd. We've all done it, Todd. So don't, don't. <laughs> I'm sure you've done it before too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, every podcaster has done it at least a few times. And for those yeah. that are listening, you guys don't care anyway, right? You guys getting it later. You don't care about our woes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but you know, it is, it is interesting. The last show I did on Facebook live, uh, the stream quit on Facebook live about, um, Oh, I don't know. It was uh, 20 minutes in and, this, and the stream failed. So I, I wonder if Facebook is having problems with live. I'm going to have now to to do some tests and, and see what's going on. But uh, I don't think my show got put in the penalty, or my account got put in the penalty box. I didn't get no notification. So. Todd, I saw on um, pod to pod that, uh, uh, was it Matthew over there had linked to a, um, a episode that he had done with a guy here up in Seattle that has a Facebook embedded web player. Did you, have you seen that? A Facebook embedded web player. No. Yes. Yes. So let me see if I can. So is it, is it an, it's a media player or a audio player? Yeah. It's a video. It's a video. It's an embeddable video web player. Oh, that's cool. Huh. I'm trying to find it again here. Yeah, that is it something you just cut and paste that actually works? 
I don't know. I don't know. I saw it on pod to pod and I'm hmm. going back in to see if I can find it again. And it seems to rotate through stuff in the, the lead position and right. I can't get back to it. Gotcha. Let me see. If, let me see if I can uh, find it again. But, um, I thought that was, I didn't realize that those guys were doing that. Huh? Well, let's you know, see if I can find it again. So anyway, so you know everyone's just coming off Thanksgiving. So at least those of us in the United States. So Rob, did you have a, a good turkey day? You, you said you were traveling. I did. I did. Uh, yeah, it was a good. It was a good turkey day. I just traveling around to to meet up with various parts of the family, that kind of stuff. Yep. They're kind of scattered around doing doing their own thing. Well, I uh, I did the cooking. I started at five thirty in the morning, and we ate at one. And I had my wife had a bunch of her friends over. So, uh, you know, after dinner the or lunch, uh, the, the kids all went out and were playing basketball. The women were gossiping. All of, of them are divorcees, so there was I, there was no guys hanging out. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I, I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. But anyway, so uh, then I, I took a nap. <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was a wonderful Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's I was gonna say, <laughs> stay away from that crowd. <laughs> yeah, just like you know, and they were all speaking Japanese, so it was all you know the da da da. da you know, they were just going at it, and I'm just like, okay, time for me to escape. Actually, I fell asleep on the living room floor, and I kind of walked around me. So, oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Did your alarm go off? Yeah, it was a little okay. thing that goes off sometimes <laughs> around here. But uh, otherwise, uh, you, you know, I didn't eat too much and didn't drink too much. So I'm still on my, went to the gym yesterday to try to burn some of the, the excess turkey off. But Excess turkey. <laughs> well, they say the so average. I'm send this. Go ahead. Oh, oh I was just going to say, I mean, get back to what you were saying, but uh, I'm going to send you a link to that, that Facebook video that I was okay. telling you about. All right. You know, you can upload. Anyway, about your turkey. Yeah, so. If, <laughs> and then yesterday we had the famous turkey burgers, which I posted on my Facebook page. Oh, so. uh, okay. Sounds good. Yeah, that's awesome. But uh, the podcasting space, of course, you know, this week was a uh, relatively quiet week, being a short week. People were putting extra shows out. I saw a lot of special editions. So someone has been paying attention and listening, which is good. So that. Yes. Uh, you know, they were able to, um, let's see if I can get this in the right, there we go. I think they were uh, uh, hopefully getting content out for their audiences. Of course, well, our content came out on Wednesday too, so people got to listen to us on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took I took the week off with the Speaker Live show this week. I didn't do an episode on Wednesday, so so it's kind of rare that I do that, but... But occasionally, yeah, I had to do it because I wasn't uh, able to do it that, that day. So, well, we're anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so relatively short week, and then I spent uh, really all last night. I, I had a stack of stuff in here. You know, I do. I get product reviews and uh, products to do reviews on, and I had a whole. I mean, just a massive stack of stuff to to go through. So. Um, I went and wrote all the reviews on all the stuff I was behind on. So I'm actually feeling pretty good. I'm kind of caught up, <laughs> which is, uh, which is unusual. Wow. You know? Yeah. That's great. 
That's great. Yeah. You know, that's one thing as podcasters too, if you know, one thing you should consider is if you're doing any content that is, you know, related to a, a certain product line, you know, the, you, you can definitely, um, once you get on the list, it stuff just kind of shows up. Um, you know, it can yeah. ever be everything from laptops to, well, one of the cool little items was a little USB-C hub, something as simple as that little $80 product and um, yeah. while it uh it's not while you're not getting paid um to do these reviews some of the stuff is pretty cool and, and uh, the, the majority of it they let you keep you don't have to send uh-huh. uh, the majority of it back although there are some tax implications with it because it's technically well it depends on how how valuable it is right w- well Uncle no, Sam, anything? yeah, Uncle Sam is, you know, if you get something to review and you get to keep it, um, it technically is, uh, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's income. So I have to, the majority of the stuff I either donate or um, I give to my audience as giveaways, as prizes, because quite frankly, uh, sometimes too much stuff comes and uh, in some stuff I don't review, so that stuff I don't uh, have to claim. But anything I put up on my website is technically, uh, you know, from an RS standpoint, you have to be careful. Uh, matter of fact, some companies, if they'll send you a laptop, they'll actually make you fill out a, a W two because uh, they'll they will report that to the IRS or or a, or a ten ninety nine probably. Yeah, it's a... usually W well. Yeah, for it's me, it's a W two. I've got a corporation, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, that's 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 usually only done for employees, right? W twos. So I see that uh, we've got Quasi's, uh, and I print. I, I'm. I just ask. I apologize. I cannot pronounce your name correctly. It's how do you pronounce this, Rob? K W E S I. How would you pronounce? How do you pronounce that, Quasi? Quesse, that sounds, that sounds yeah, right. Yeah, I think so. So Quesse is joining us in the chat room at uh, newmediashow.com forward slash live. So thanks for being here. And, uh, oh, you're missing the Buck, Buckeyes Wolverine game? That's actually going on? Uh, you don't need to watch the Wolverines <laughs> anyway. Let's be honest. <laughs> and, and not to, This not, is far more important, right? Todd? Not to drive you off, but, uh, you know, I'm not a Buckeye fan, so... <laughs> Go green. <laughs> the um, this isn't yeah, it's a sports podcast. No, and, and, <laughs> and be honest with you, I don't watch very much sports. The only time I watch sports is if I'm somewhere where a game is on, and I don't watch any NFL though. I put myself out there, and I'm not supporting the NFL boycott. But um, yeah. So otherwise, uh, right now is a good time to get yourself a podcast movement ticket. They're on sale through the 28th. So um, their standard is 259 standard plus is 334 and you want to go with that Pro Pass. That's the one to get 559 And uh, you get access to all 100 keynotes, entry to the Expo Hall, which will be there. Rob will be there. You get uh, entry to the Tuesday night party for the Academy of Podcast Awards. You get entry into the Wednesday party. You include, uh, he gets the virtual ticket. 
and access to the pro networking lounge with food, drinks all three days, which if, you know, if you don't want to have to run around and grab food, um, you know, that that's the difference really between the standard and the pro is the, uh, is that, and that's, that's, that's pretty good deal. I, I didn't see that lounge last year. Did you? Uh, no. Plus Todd, I, I don't remember, and maybe it just, maybe I got the email and I just missed it or something. I didn't see a link to the virtual ticket from last year. Yeah, it went out. They announced it. It's been released. Did it? Yeah. Oh, it, so it, I figured to... it had been. I just hadn't seen it. So, okay. Yeah, it's Quaysay uh, like Stacy. So, Quaysay like Stacy. I guess I'm close. Quaysay, yeah. 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 All right, cool. Um, so anyway, that, that was announced. So you got a few days, folks, to uh, get yourself uh, a podcast movement ticket, save some money. One thing I saw was um, that a post, uh, where is it? Uh, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, where, where is Did I open it? I thought I opened it up. I went, oh, I, it's talk. It's, it's a, it's a uh, podcraft episode talking about scripting your show. And, you know, I, I'm a, I've got a torn emotions on, on scripting. If, it, it, Rob, if you remember Andy McCaskey over at SDR News, he scripted his entire show. Oh, yeah. He did a daily yeah, show and he wrote the whole thing. So, I did something similar with my old uh, radio show that I did. I mean, not not everything that was said in the show was written down. So, you know, I was reading everything in the show, but but it was scripted. I mean, the the agenda of the program. Of course, that show was so complex that you had to do that, um, and it had to be down to the second because of the radio distribution side. So, scripting is something I've done and I've become very accustomed to doing it, but like this show, this is the other extreme, right? This is absolutely no scripting, <laughs> no planning. ahead. <laughs> so it's actually, um, I enjoy both actually. I mean, doing, doing a highly scripted show is interesting, but, but I think that there's, there's levels of scripting too. I think that there's outlines which could be termed as scripting. And I think that there's really scripting, which means that every word that you say in your microphone came off of that piece of paper. So, um, you know, it depends what we're talking about here, Todd. Yeah. And, you know, I've, you know, the, I do a, like a running to, for my intro, my first 10 minutes of my show, I kind of have a, yep. a play sheet and then everything yep. there goes from the content I'm going to talk about. But, you know, I think doing bullet points is probably smart, but the, the doing a scripting—if you're scripting your entire show—that's that's a lot of work. And uh, and he talks about script well, writing tools and all kinds of things. There's danger in doing that too, um, of scripting your show too much, because mm-hmm. um, it can it can come across a little stilted. And I know of some that that to do that. And when I say stilted, it just comes across as not very real. It just, it's kind of like you're reading a book. I mean, I think that the line between doing a podcast and doing like an audio book, I think it's what we're talking about here. And, and that's, I mean, audiobooks can be very good, but you have to be a pretty talented presenter to, to make an audio book or a reading come across as something that's similar to your ability to just speak. 
um, off off the cuff and be authentic and and more real and and be you know have a stream of consciousness which the you know I think people pick up and people connect with streams of consciousness more than they pick up audiobook reading um, so I think it's it's I don't know Todd what do you think about that that distinction um, between those two well I I I just think it's it's one number one. It's a lot of work and it's dangerous. I, I yeah, you know I, I agree. you know and and you can come across like you sound like you're reading a PowerPoint. Yeah, you know yeah. it can be boring. You know definitely. Yeah. So Rick, that's uh, joining us on YouTube. We we couldn't get Facebook Live to fire today. It, it wouldn't start. Uh, so we're we are kind of down and out right now. We don't know why. So. Well, I'll get that figured out uh, over the next couple of days. But I had a Facebook live stream fail on me here uh, last week, too. So maybe there's something bigger going on. And I don't know, maybe my account got flagged for something. I, Who knows weird things that happened. But I didn't get any notice that, uh, that I couldn't mm-hmm. do Facebook live. So I, I saw um, uh, there's a article on Ask the Podcast Coach, uh, Dave Jackson's site, I believe. And I think this is Dave's. Um, maybe. It's not school of podcasting. I don't know. Who who actually does ask? The, is this Dave Jackson's site? It is Dave. It's Dave Jackson and Jim Coll... Uh, so maybe. maybe it's, Coulson. Yeah, maybe they do it together. Jim yeah, Jim Coulson. Jim Coulson. Yeah. So uh-huh. he's they've got an article about comparing your podcast to others is unhealthy. But I I I don't know about that. You know, I have listened to a lot of tech shows over the years to hear how people other people are presenting. Um I watch you know every once in a while I'll watch Twit and uh, you know I'll go to you know other shows and listen to them just to get a you know, get a feel uh, for how other folks are putting their their podcast together. I I don't dwell on it per se, mm-hmm. but I definitely, uh, um, you know, I definitely listen to other tech shows, and I don't know. So, what do you think about this title? Comparing your podcast to others is unhealthy. I think what we're, I think it depends on what we're talking about here. I think if we're talking about um, comparing ourselves to other people doing podcasts. I think that's, I guess it depends on what, why you're comparing. I think, uh, if you're listening to, to learn what other people are doing and comparing yourself that way, I think there's some learning that can happen there. Um, but I think if you're linking up your kind of like your self-esteem and your, your value of yourself as comparison to other people doing podcasting. I think that may be the danger. Um, if you're thinking that, you know, you have to be like somebody else and don't be yourself, uh, and be who you are. Uh, I think that's where the danger, but, but I think Todd, you're more focused on learning, uh, from others, uh, to pick up little tips and tricks and techniques that, um, you can apply to your show, but they need to be authentic to you too. And I think a lot of podcasters do that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I'm just, you know, reading the title here and I'm, you know, just kind of 
thinking through, you know, what they have on there. And, you know, again, I don't know the full context of uh, what they had to say. So there was also a, um, we put out an article uh, this past week to talk about blueberry stats. We got a lot of people ask questions about that from time to time. So if you use our stats, that's a article that's out on, over on powerpresspodcast.com that you could, that you could check out. Um, so Rob, did you actually put any extra shows out? You said you, you took off this week from Spreaker. You didn't follow your own advice. Did I, did I miss that? I did. I didn't, I didn't wind up doing a show this week cause I, oh. I, I wasn't actually in the office actually uh, for that that time frame. Um, Rob, 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 week. we're preaching to the choir here, and then you took off. <laughs> I know exactly. Well, but I'm here on Saturday. This is a holiday weekend. Oh, okay, I'm doing I'm doing a podcast. You know, it's okay. I don't have to do two every week. Oh. I know you do three, but but you know. Todd, you know, you have to always one up me anyway. Well, so okay. I did not do a show Thursday night, so that's my normal show uh, night. Yeah, uh, not on, uh, not on okay. Thanksgiving Day, I did not. <laughs> but you know, no one's gonna. It's it's my normal schedule. It'd have been Thursday release Friday, so yeah, and no news, no tech news yeah. on Thursday night. That's well, true. That's I tell true. you a little. Uh, this is um, something that is. Um, uh, kind of non-related, but it is a little bit of a tech thing. I, I for years, uh, I've been using a Synology Five Drive Bay Network Attack storage device for um, for all my media storage, and um, that box has been rock solid. And it, I've got five five ter no yeah yeah five five terabyte drives in it. And, uh, which gives me something like 17 terabytes of, of storage and it can essentially, yeah. and it basically is RAID compliant. If I blow a drive, it, it can go down, but the box, um, and apparently there's been a recall out on my model for a while and I didn't know it. They were RMA and returning them. And I woke up uh, Thanksgiving morning to beep, 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 beep. In, in this, it's when it warns you that there's a drive. And I thought, okay, drive went bad. So I keep a ready drive here. So I came into the studio and grabbed the drive out of the cabinet that I have ready. And I went over and I looked at it and all the drives are online. And I'm like, what's going on? Huh. So, so I logged into huh. the interface and the volume, this is like, this is like where you go into absolute sheer panic. Because the RAID volume had crashed. And when a RAID volume crashes, uh, how do we say it? Yeah. It's bad. Meltdown. <laughs> it, it's bad. <laughs> so, you know, I okay, whatever. I opened up remote access. I turned in a ticket and uh, they got into it and was able to um, get the drive so I could copy data off it. Now, I already had backups. And uh, I only need to get needed to get a little more data off that I'd copied over the day. Well, I've, I've got stuff stored in a couple places, so I wasn't in a in a meltdown panic. Um, but I um, the box crashed again last night, so the copying I have done is done. It's 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 kaput, mm. and the unless I send a ticket to him and say fix it again, so I can copy more data, but. Um, there's something wrong with the box, but they're going to 
RMA it and return it. So as a podcaster, one thing you guys should be thinking about, and the reason I'm telling you this, is you need to have a couple layers of backups. So my layers of backups really are uh, one on my, my desktop. Everything on my desktop is backed up to the cloud. So everything that's on the primary machine is the cloud. I have um, the Macs being uh, backed up. Uh, originally, they were being backed up to that same box and um, and being able to restore. So I, you know, image folders and all that stuff. So if I have a machine go down, I can do an image restore. Well, um, and then I backed up the NAS. So I had a backup of the, so a lot of hard drives. But I could, right now, if I had not done the secondary backup to the hard drives off the NAS, I would be in absolute meltdown mode right now. I would, uh, because I'd have to be pulling data from the cloud down and that takes forever because we're talking like 12 terabytes, <laughs> you know, not a fun, yeah. not a fun thing to, you can recover from the cloud, but it's not a fun thing to recover. You know, cloud recovery is the last, yeah. you know. Well, you should never have to recover from a cloud. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and most, Ideally. Of st- most of the stuff you don't need access to on a regular basis. But um, the digital world we live in, you are just one hard crash away from absolute sheer terror. <laughs> so, um, you Nothing know. Nothing is permanent, right, Todd? No, not at all. Yeah. And, you know, it, this, yeah. so little did I know that this particular unit had been recalled and for this specific issue, and I've been running fat, dumb and happy for a couple of years. Now they're going to send me a brand new machine, which is awesome. Uh, and I'll have to go through and, you know, rebuild. So the Macs are the only ones really kind of at risk right now. And I've been copying some of the uh, stuff that I basically, because the images are contained, well, it's also on the iCloud too. So I really am not at risk, but, it is one of those things that make you go, hmm, just a little bit. So, and I've got hard drives in a safety deposit box too. So, um, in case there's a fire yeah. here for the, <laughs> for the super critical stuff. Um, it was the Synology raid, uh, Rick, um, and whatever their SHR model is, they were able to SSH into the box and, and get the media files to, um, appear, but as soon as the box crashed again and come up, whatever they did, um, basically, uh, uh, you know, that was it. it was done. So, um, anyway, we'll get the. What? Yeah, nothing is permanent. If you think about it, you know, I mean, all of us um, take lots of pictures yeah. and store family, you know, family photographs and things like that, and we're. And I've I found that I store them up in the cloud more than I do any other place because, really, when you stop and think about it, you know, back in the old days, you know, we all had photographic prints, mm-hmm. right? So you could throw them in a box somewhere, and you could know, you know, twenty years, thirty years from now, you'd have those pictures in that box, yeah. right? So, but these days, uh, memory is not permanent, no. you know. 
I don't know of any memory that is permanent anymore. So how do you archive this stuff? I wouldn't burn them to DVDs no. or CDs or, or even put them on a flash drive. I mean, where do you put stuff for multi-generations? You, right? ha- you got to, um, you got, it's a big it's, question. And it's a continual process. I, I'm always updating yeah. media. If I, you know, I'm buying bigger media, I'm putting it on a bigger drive and I'm making two and yeah. Rick, it, it's equivalent RAID 5. Um, when and and basically you lose one drive and be okay so but this situation what was going on was the box would get up and running and every five minutes it was crashing and the box was resetting and something it didn't recover from one of the from the box crashing so it was a it was the hardware of the box that caused the corruption so in like the guy said we sent out notices that you could have gotten this replaced and i was just like i didn't know I don't remember seeing that email, but, um, yeah. Yeah. And it's not a cheap box. It's like a $600 device. But now what I'm going to do is I'm going to add another layer. I'm just too paranoid. I'm going to, I'm going to add one additional, I'm basically going to run two rates. Um, so, you know, I'll, 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 I'll mirror two rate or, you know, basically have, you know, dual rates going on. I just, with all this data that we create, and especially me with video and everything else, I, you know, I've got, you know, thousands of files that are the masters. Yeah. So, well, Todd, I was thinking about this the, um, actually last night when I was driving back, I was thinking about um, a, a fellow that used to work with me on my old radio show that um, he passed away. Um, like 10 or 12 years ago mm-hmm. um, and how, how he had his daughter in our, our studio when he would come in and do the show with us. Um, so she would like sit in the studio when he would be doing the show. And he's a very creative guy. He was very um, vocally talented, right? I mean, you think about like a Lee Laporte, how he can do voices and all the stuff. He's mm-hmm. very, very funny, very, um, very entertaining uh, person. And, and so he actually did a, did a few episodes with us and, and did a lot of our lead-ins and exits and things like that. So he was, he was kind of a wild, wild man, really. I mean, he was just crazy and fun and was into a lot of stuff. And the reason I'm telling the story is because it gets back to, um, you know, we're all podcasters. We're creating content just like we are right now. Um, and as you think about, um, like what I was talking about earlier about multi-generational stuff, um, you know, the content that we're creating right now could potentially live for hundreds of years, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be something that, um, multi-generations could go back and, and listen or watch, um, their ancestors in the past, right? I think as you think about digital content um it has that potential but my concern is is that we don't really have any mechanism really besides like the 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 internet archive right which is um has captured a lot of what i've done in the past on online um but it's not very great it's not very good but as you think about that so i mean eventually i'm going to pass away and my children are going to be around and and I was thinking about this this father that was on on my show ten or twelve years ago. We gave um, um, his family um, some CDs of of um, this daughter's 
father um, doing our radio show and doing all his voice acting and performance that he had as kind of like uh, a memory for for family, uh, for her. And I was thinking about that last night, you know, as we think about our kids and our families, um, how are we going to preserve what we do in podcasting? Because um, certainly they could go back and listen to us, uh, what we're doing right now, uh, whatever, and and be able to connect with us in the future um, after we're gone. And is that, I mean, have you ever thought about that, Todd, as, as a factor? It's the same thing that kind of happens with Facebook when people pass away. I've got a couple of people on my Facebook list that um, are no longer with us, but uh, they're still there and people still comment on their walls and, and uh, it's kind of living beyond, I guess, through podcasting is the question. Well, I, I think that, uh, you know, you have to make some plans and, you know, one thing I did when, um, uh, I was, uh, off, uh, you know, fighting bad guys and getting, had surface air missiles being shot at me was, um, I had, um, uh, before I went off to, you know, right after nine eleven when this all kicked off, I had, uh, basically said here, you know, to giving my wife, here's the hard drive, <laughs> you know, here's, yeah. here's everything. Here's my, di- everything. here's my yeah. digital life, you know? And, uh, yeah. you know, and at that yeah. time it was, that was the extent of it. Um, now it's like passwords, you know, I have a, uh, I call it a death dock and it's, uh, it's literally, that's what it's called on the computer and that's what it's labeled in, in a sealed envelope. Yeah. And it basically yeah. has the master passwords to like, uh, you know, the, like last pass and the, you know, where all my, you know, where all my digital yeah. passwords are at so that, you know, if, if, you know, if something goes sideways and I get hit by a bus or I stroke out or whatever it may be that it, they'll at least, have access to it and, and, and hopefully be able to do something with it. But then again, you know, Rob, uh, you know, I'm going to be dead. I don't care. But the, uh, um, you know, if you want your legacy to live on, then there's probably some planning you have to do. I think there was someone was actually did a podcast about this recently as well. Um, talking about this exact topic. Cause yes, you know, we're, we've already had some podcasters die, but, you know, how does your site stay online? You know, will your, will your sites go down? Yeah. Will someone pick it up? Will someone pay that bill? You know, it's pretty expensive yeah. to keep my, my sites online. My, you know, I spent about $350 a month to keep because of the traffic Geek New Central has. That's the, that's my monthly mm-hmm. server bill, you know? And that's not yeah. sustainable for, you know, if they're not, you know, they're going to be looking to cut cost immediately. That's the first thing is probably going to go. Yeah. You know, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, I, I don't think about a lot, but it's something that, you know, I thought about a little bit last night as I thought about, you know, this, this, this person in the past, mm-hmm. um, because I occasionally will go back and li- listen to an older archive of the old radio show that I do, and I I hear his voice too, and I think about him, right? Um, you know, and he's missed, and and uh, I don't know. I mean, I we both created a lot of content online, and I guess maybe it's a little bit, um, you know, I mean, 
We like to think that we're going to be relevant beyond our existence here, but maybe we're not. Maybe that's not something that you want to focus on. Well, worry about it. It, it's not only that. It's not just our podcast stuff. It's how many of you have boxes of VHS tapes that you've, or mini eights yeah. or, you know, you know, I, matter of fact, what a am family, I, family, a family stuff, right? What, yeah. am, what am I holding right here? You know, a 60 minute mini DV that's got stuff on it. So have you digitized all that? And they, they got companies that are making big bucks. You send your stuff off and they digitize it. But I, I've literally got boxes of stuff. I did the, the same thing. My father, um, made a, you know, in his family, you know, his parents made a bunch of color videos from like the thirties. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I, I transferred them into a digital format. Um, yeah. I played them into a, like a little recording box and, and because they were only on, on film that they, they were like uh, eight millimeter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, really low quality video from the, the, the thirties. Um, so I captured a lot of that stuff, but, but the question gets back to the same thing again. I mean, just cause you've converted them to digital doesn't mean that they're not going right. to go away. Yeah. Where those, those eight, eight millimeter, um, film that lasted, you know, 50, 60 years, you know, I just don't know that a digital file is going to last 50 or 60 years. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, where are you going to put it? Yeah. <laughs> question yeah so it's just one of those things you you know you got to think about and uh you know what are you going to do how are you going to protect your you know your digital media so you know tim for me it's just like you know the thing i'm thinking about is you know did i have everything backed up You, you know you doubt yourself then you start asking do i do i really have everything backed up and i know i do but when you have a yeah. box like that go down, you're, you know, you're, you're start thinking, yeah. did I make any folders over there and dump anything in there that I didn't have backed up on another drive? Or did I have the backup yeah. scheme set up right? You know, you just, you just never know, you know? So it's probably something. Yeah. How many, yeah, how many layers of backup do you have to have? Well, and not only, well, and not only that, but, uh, backups that are encompassing, you know, you, you run in a script. You know, and did yeah. you add a folder that didn't get drop something into it? You know, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. So all that stuff is, hey, you don't need multiple layers, but you just need to make sure you got it all. You know, yeah. that's the kicker. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it just, it, it's, it sucks all around and just definitely brings you to a, another layer of, you know, a pucker. <laughs> And, and Todd, maybe at some point in the future, um, memory and storage will just be, you know, won't be an issue. I, I don't know. You know, maybe there'll be some technological breakthrough that will make storage of digital, um, stuff unlimited and free. And I mean, I mean, if you think about it, that's somewhat happening a little bit today with, um, Facebook and, and YouTube and, these big companies are storing it, but the question gets back to, you know, you look out 30, 40 years, 50 years, is Facebook going to be around yeah. in 50 years? Yeah. You just don't know. Is, is YouTube going to be around, um, in a hundred years? Yeah. 
I, you know, you, you look at the past, there's not a lot of examples of these companies lasting that long. Yeah. <laughs> or e- even any company lasting anywhere near that long. Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting message by Chris Voss. I'm doing an interview with him at 11 and he wants to do it on uh, Google Hangouts. I, I hate, I hate doing interviews on Google Hangouts. I really do. It's just a pain. It's just, uh, I have to reconfigure everything to get it to work. It's uh, drives me crazy, but it, it's all right. <laughs> Why, why can't we use Skype? But Skype just works. It's a first world problem. <laughs> I know. I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, I use, I'm on Google Hangouts every every week. So, with with Spreaker. So, that's what we use to do a lot of our team calls. Yeah, yeah. So. I just have to change wires when I, you know, because I, it, it's just a pain. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely a pain. Um, yeah. yeah, but anyway, so I, I guess, uh, on the death side, if you, if you want to put your stuff, uh, you know, up to make sure it lasts forever internet archive is probably the closest solution as you've got now. Yeah. No, but you it know, does it does a pretty good job. Yeah. But, but it's still no guarantee. Yeah. As long as there's a benefactor that will keep paying that uh, storage and bandwidth bill. Well, Internet Archive doesn't <laughs> right. require you to pay. No, no, no. But somebody has to. Right. It's like a foundation right. or something right. like that. Right. right. Yeah, as long as someone keeps yeah. writing that storage bill. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's got to pay for it. There's also Amazon cold storage. Glacier storage is pretty cheap, but it's very hard to, you know, it's it's really designed for like permanent archive. Yeah, and long long term. Well, long term. It sounds like Jeff Bezos was trying to solve the same problem we've been talking about here. Yeah. Is it what is permanent? And I think if there was a company that could be more permanent, Amazon would be the one that would come to mind. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So anything else happening that oh, you know, there's this constant stream of um New podcasters asking questions in the Facebook groups. It's just, uh, it's my wall on Facebook has really changed here recently, Todd. I don't know if yours has as well, but they've they've really drilled me down on uh, Facebook on podcasting posts. Really, you know, I used to get stuff um, all over the place from the political stuff to cat videos to all sorts of stuff, and all of a sudden. Here, here recently, it's just been one after another, just podcast posts. Well, I, that's, you know, I see a lot of that. I don't see too much political stuff. It's because maybe they finally got a clue because they kept saying, I'm not I interested. I filtering a lot of that stuff out. Yeah, yeah, I said, not interested, not interested, not interested, not interested. And, you know, for the people that were hysterical, unfollow, unfollow. <laughs> I think they're actually trying to trying to filter out this this concept of fake news. They're trying to get out of their system too. Yeah, they got so much so much crap for that. Um, but but yeah, I've I've just you know I've seen a lot of new podcasters coming in asking really basic questions um, in these Facebook groups, and it it seems like a good resource for new podcasters to come in and post questions if they don't understand something and. 
um, you know, they'll they'll get a barrage of different perspectives, but but at least they're getting different perspectives. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just like invariably, uh, like every three days, what's the best, best podcasting host? I'm just like, do we have to ask <laughs> yeah. that every third day? Well, it's multiple people every third day. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just like, really? Well, it is. I mean, Todd, it is rather confusing, I think, to new people getting into this. They they hear that one company is better than the other, but I don't think most of the new people really know what the differences are between all the different companies, Well, why they would pick one over another. And it doesn't help that there's all kinds of, uh, well, you know, in my opinion, uh, bad information that's shared with people. You know, it's... Yeah. It's very, very irritating, you know, so, yeah. um, I, you know, and to be honest with you, we're, you know, we're blown away by the, the, the number, well, what, what were, what we have found, <laughs> you know, I got three support team members, three, and, yeah. uh, they're slammed. It's because it's, and it's not, it's, it's podcast 101 and the refusal, the absolute unequivalent yeah. refusal to watch a 15 minute get started in video. And I mean, it's, it's, it blows me. I mean, we send the welcome letter with the, uh, um, with the customer support number. And it's, as soon as that goes out, ring within five minutes, they're calling us and asking, you know, really, really basic questions. We're, we're happy to help. Don't get me wrong. But uh, the no one's doing any, they're really not doing any homework on their own. They're not getting educated. It, it's, it's epidemic. Well, well, Todd, I think it's kind of similar to what we saw in the, um, the early and the mid days of YouTube too. There was a lot of people that got involved in YouTube that had no idea what they were doing. And, you know, they, they just knew they wanted a show on YouTube. Yeah. And, and I think what YouTube had to do was adjust to and just make things so simple and easy. And then we saw a, a huge explosion of content over there. Um, and I, I, I think we're on a similar trajectory with podcasting, though I think it's a little bit more complicated. Podcasting is a little bit more complicated because there's so many different platforms. And I think these, these questions that we're seeing are an indication of the confusion in the marketplace about, you know, all these different platforms. It's not like there's one platform for podcasting or one host for podcasting no. like there was with YouTube. So, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit more of a confusing landscape for a new podcaster that doesn't know anything mm-hmm. um, to come in and decide, well, do I choose, why do I go here versus over there? And I mean, I get those questions a lot at the conferences too. It's like, well, how do you guys, I mean, how are you different from, you know, host X over there, you know, right. how are you different from this? Or, and I, I just tell them, I mean, it's a pretty short answer. You just tell them what the difference is. Mm-hmm. They're all great solutions. You just need to choose the one that's best for what you're trying to do. Yep. That's, that's my advice. You know, if they go with Blueberry, that's great. If they go with Lipson, that's great because th- they're all great solutions. It just needs to be the fit for what you want to do. And we trade customers all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's, 
and it's okay, you know, and, and sometimes they'll, they'll leave you to go somewhere else yeah. and then they'll come back to you again. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> happens a lot. they didn't like the other one. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. We've seen a, a lot of that to one specific company. They go over there and a couple of weeks later, they're like, uh, can you migrate me back? And we're like, uh, your media's still online. We haven't taken it off yet. So you're good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's why, you know, you and, and me and Rob Walsh are such good friends because we, we, you know, it's just like a free flow of customers. <laughs> so we, I mean, a lot of times we point people over to each other, right? To, to our competitors anyway. Like I'll talk to a podcast host and they say, well, I, I'm using WordPress. I go, go talk to Todd. <laughs> <laughs> and know? I, I had, I had, a, um, and I've, I've actually warned, uh, like I warned Rob once, hey, Rob, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you've got one coming and then I'll be like, and he'll like, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and then it's it, all done, done because we care about uh, podcasters. Yeah. We just want them to have the best solution for them. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's a saying, the customer's always right. And then the customer's always right to, to a point. <laughs> to a point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're all still fighting for our businesses. So it's, uh, it, it's this juggle that we do, you know, and a lot of people are, are like, you do a podcast with Todd Cochran. And I go, yeah, people think that's really your weird. Competitor? <laughs> <laughs> I go, yeah, but I, I know Todd Cochran way before we were competitors. That's right. So, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it is, it is, you know, and I do get that even from my own team. They're like, make sure you don't tell Rob too much. <laughs> I'm like, you guys listen to the new media show. You'll be able to hear what we talk about. It's no secret. You know, we, we yeah. start this show about two minutes after you call into Skype and, and uh, usually I'm scrambling to get things online and then we bounce 30 seconds after this show. You know, that's the, the extent of our collaboration. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we have to be fair about this. There are times when there's, there's a, there's a lot more collaboration. That's so. true. That's true. Yeah. But, so, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, the space is, uh, you know, I, I just, it is interesting and, and I'm starting to, uh, watch historical too is, you know, how are these shows doing? It's really important to me on these new folks that are coming in because there is a, you know, significant number that, you know, these folks are getting the care and guidance and, uh, anything that they need to really kind of you know, get them over the hump and get them past, you know, like six, seven, eight episodes. And, um, mm -hmm. it's, uh, in, in really, I think that work is more important than almost anything that we're doing right now is trying to make sure podcasters are, you know, they've got a fighting chance and, um, and it's, it's an interesting landscape from that perspective, um, as well. Yeah. But uh, it's and it's also the number of folks. We it, 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 I think stuff goes in streaks. We'll, we'll all of a sudden, like on a Tuesday, we'll get twenty questions about uh, premium podcasting, and then we'll get no yeah. emails on premium podcasting for a week, and then and then we'll get a question on. So it's like someone's listened to a show or. You know, some yeah. somewhere someone got triggered to to ask the question, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and oftentimes I'm finding myself spending time 
not necessarily talking a person out of doing premium, but making them maybe getting a perspective that they didn't get from wherever they got that information to say, all right, uh, you know, look at your numbers, you know, and, and think about that probably two, three, maybe 4% will convert to premium. Is it worth going through this hassle? And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, and for many, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's not, I had a, um, yeah. Mike worked with a lady and finally he had to kick it over to me. Actually, Mike, Sean both worked with a lady because she kept demanding. I want the email addresses to all my subscribers. I demand you give that to us. And yeah, so, you know, Mike explained why, why it wasn't possible. Sean explained why it wasn't possible. I explained why it was possible. Then she uh, turned her PR company loose on me and they came back and they said, why are you not giving us this data? And I said, can we just do a five minute phone call? <laughs> and he got him on the phone and I'm just like, listen, you know, Apple does not give us this info. We do not have the email addresses for who is subscribed. And after I explained it to him, they're kind of like, oh, but it was just like, it's like they, thought we were we were the the you know the death star we're controlling everything you know and uh just yeah. people are used to in different sales funnels used to having all that information it, it's not doesn't exist in podcasting yeah that's true that is true. Rick says, someone, everything just handed them and don't want to do any legwork to learn it. Just tell me how to do it all. This is, it's, 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 it's Rick, it's yeah. epidemic. And, yeah. um, it's, yeah. So I, you know, I, we see it a lot. I mean, a lot. Um, and the famous words people come out of their mouth is I'm not really tech savvy. And, and then my response, my tell my team, you don't have to be tech savvy to be a podcaster. You know, that is no, not... and I would say more more people um, are coming into the space that are not tech savvy no. at all. Oh, not not yeah. at all. You know, that's yeah. the majority are not. Yeah, uh, and a lot of people too that are now just uh, the only thing they have is a device is a phone. That's it. Not a computer. Nothing. Just a phone. And accommodating them, we've, you know, we've had to make some changes so that they could just a phone, you know, yep. and, uh, interesting. Be able to, I mean, it's the same thing we've done at Spreaker. We've created apps that run on all the mobile platforms that they can record and publish right through their, their app. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it is a mobile generation. I mean, this is definitely where, where things are going. Yep. More and more. Yep. That's true. I don't know. I mean, What's the next big thing, Todd, do you think for, for podcasting oh. as it relates to kind of the technology sector itself? I mean, as you think about, cause we've, we've really kind of uh, rode on the back of technology innovation for, for years in a broader sense, right? Um, you know, the growth of podcasting has, you know, rode on the back of smartphones. It's rode on the back of new devices that give people easy access to content. And so I guess, you know, we are a little bit dependent on uh, the innovation that comes out of um, Apple and Google and 
and all, all these things that hundreds of millions of other people are dependent on too for their digital lives. Um, you know, I just wonder what's, what's the next big thing that's coming beyond just like these smart speakers. I think the smart speakers thing is, is definitely a momentum that's moving forward. But I, I think that there's other more, um, fundamental things that are going to happen that are going to change the, the medium going forward. I'm just not always hundred percent sure what exactly those are yet. You know, but I feel it coming. I feel it coming though. We went through two or three attempts to try to change the space, um, yeah. and that didn't go anywhere. So, yeah, I, that's true. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, at this point, uh, things are well, working. Like set top boxes is another example of it, right? Yeah. Well, this, you know, the set top boxes are. Sorry, I don't know that. Oh, that was nice. Did you did you hear that? That was Alexa. Yeah. On your side? <laughs> that was my that was on my side. Oh, okay. Yeah. You've got her wired in, don't you? Yeah, she is. Oh yeah. wired right into your system. <laughs> uh, do do tell. You you doing you doing demo how did you wire oh you took an out and put it right into your mixer board? Yeah. I, I did. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Do you want me to talk? Talk to her? No, no, it's okay. <laughs> but uh, that's a very interesting. Uh... Hey, folks, you see what he's see what he's done there, right? Oh, huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Very cool. Smart, smart you, one Jedi. Very, very smart <laughs> you, you podcaster Jedi. I was I'm like, the last Jedi, Todd. I thought, where did that? come from and i was like mm-hmm, okay i see what you're doing oh so so grasshopper well um it, yeah I, so alexa tell us a joke alexa tell us a joke why did the mom shush her kids at the match because they were making a tennis racket <sighs> Uh, you're easily entertained, aren't you? Do you know? Yeah, do you well, know? Do you the, know? Do you the, know? Do you know all our listeners that had speakers? Just our show just got interrupted. <laughs> well, I I I totally appreciate that, Todd. Yes, they just stopped the show, so they're like, you know, we're, we're done with these guys for the day. You know, they're, they're, <laughs> everyone's uh, Amazon devices are now telling jokes all the way across the country for those that are listening to us on speakers. I'm sorry. I, I, I really am. I just couldn't, couldn't resist. <laughs> yeah. If, if it wouldn't reckon, you know, if it wouldn't recognize someone calling it on its own, that's a thing. It, okay. So yeah. That, well, you need to be able to change that. Right. I mean, you need to be able to change it up so I could, I could call, Hey, you know, yeah, change, yeah, change the name. Or, yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Or, Hey, you know, the gym. I think you can do that, can't you? Can you call it? Can you change the? I don't know. I I would like to. Yeah. So you don't. But it's you don't trigger. But it's kind of a marketing challenge for them, right? I think if they, because they they're now branding these devices in the stores now by her name. Yeah. Yeah. So it's now the platform, the A platform, um, or the A 
you know, in the stores that that's the brand that they're going forward with because they, they realize that the platform is going to go beyond the echo, right? It's going to go into, right. you know, your refrigerator and your mirror in your bathroom or your television or your car. So they don't want to call every device that's in every thing an echo, right? So let me tell you what I did buy in Black. Name for it. Let me tell you what I bought on Black Friday. Microsoft was running a 50% off sale on the Harman Kardon Invoke oh, with Cortana. So, Cortana. I, I, I'm a big fan of Cortana. Yeah. So I've ordered one, and there will be a Cortana sitting in the office. And so how do you invoke listening to a podcast on Cortana? I don't know that you can. <laughs> oh, we will find that out. <laughs> I'm not sure that they're... Uh... They're, they're doing that yet. I'm not sure. Because like, hmm. I don't actually have a have one of those devices. Well, I mean, it's, I, it's on your I computer. Have, you could, have you ever tried it on your well, computer? Yeah. No, I haven't. I've, I, I use Cortana more on my phone than I do on, uh, on my computer. Huh. Actually, I use it all the time. Well, I'm going to experiment when this thing gets here. I was, uh, one of my listeners said, hey, it's on sale. Grab it and sent me the link, and I, it was a, it was a hundred bucks off. So, was it well? It was a hundred dollars, you know, one hundred three or whatever. But I have noticed that the that it's basically the same thing, you know, Siri, Cortana, um, the the uh, on from the Amazon side. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's basically the same voice, right? It's the same service. Um, but I have noticed that Google, Google's, you know, voice activation though it's the same voice the same it feels like the same service has different um it it uh it says things differently of course the other platforms it should the same voice it should well but most of them are pretty similar except for google google seems to have splintered off a a more kind of what i would call more of a natural language approach so they must be really pushing the envelope on this i find more so than even apple is and I have a Google device and an Amazon device here. I mean, sitting within arm's reach of me. And uh, I trigger the Google device more than I do the Amazon device. Um, it seems to be um, the Google device gets more confused. I'm finding myself, I'm muting it a lot. Whereas the Amazon dice device doesn't trigger as, as much. And I, I, Oh, so you're just talking about this regular casual conversation? Yeah. Being, and, being right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And uh, we'll, I'll laugh because I, it was, I would be doing my show and I'd be talking, just, you know, rambling away. And all of a sudden, the uh, the Google device would react and respond um, to something I had said. And I'm like, how did I trigger you? I didn't even say your keyword to get you to respond, yet it did. So I think sometimes the Google device has a, a bit of a mind of its own. Yeah. And of course, if you're talking for, you know, 70 minutes or 90 minutes straight, you're, you know, you're invariably going to say something uh, in a podcast. It's going to, it's going to trigger these devices. But, you know, as far, you know, yeah. going back to your original question on you know, where, where does the space go from here? I, uh, you know, I think that's the $69 million question. I, I you know, I think I know what's where it's going advertising wise. So I will 
be, uh, you know, we're, we're prepping for that, but, uh, the rest of it is, um, is I guess yet to be seen. Uh, you know, there's no, definitely no one's coming, you know, everyone keeps, you keep hearing sputterings of people having concerns about discovery, but I still don't think discovery is a problem. I don't I, think it is either. I, I, I wrote, I, I've turned into kind of this, um, let's see if I can find my, what I posted. There was something in the podcast movement, Facebook page. <laughs> and, uh, it was a topic around show notes and um, let's see if I can find it. Stuff gets buried so fast on this. Um. So essentially it was just basically a question. Do you do, do you do good show notes or do you hardly do any show notes or, you know, and so this whole conversation ensued. Oh, so he, mm-hmm. so he says, I was wondering, do you write show notes very short or sort as a blog post? And uh, people were, uh, you know, making all kinds of comments. And I said at the end, I want to thank all the shows that do not do good show notes. Please keep it up for those of us that do. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep screwing it up. No, no, don't write any show notes. Just, you know, write a sentence or two. And Yeah, yeah. You know, and don't don't worry about it. You know, just go ahead. Just leave them. That's true. It just, it just I, makes it better for us. And I laugh because the new media show notes are horrible. You know, I, I focus on the Geek News Central show notes. The new media show, show notes are horrendous. So I don't practice what I preach on on this show. Because we're all over the place about, you know, half the day. And I don't ever yeah, have this collection of links. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because we we don't do any gathering of this stuff before we no, record no. Or, or or do it live. Um, so, what's your thought on this uh, article that uh, Daniel J. Lewis put out um, to say you should not publish audio on YouTube? Did you follow this thread? Yeah, I did, and and I I I think I uh, will agree to disagree. You know, distribution is distribution. If you think, okay, you know, I our approach to the whole posting to social is a lot different. And we, we did this over many, many months of looking at how people are consuming YouTube, look at how adoption, how people were listening to um, audio files put up on YouTube with the graphics. And we really came to the conclusion that no one is going to listen to a full episode, a full audio episode on YouTube. It's just, they're not going to do it. So we're using, uh, our post social method is nothing more than a promo. It's the first two minutes of your show. And, and people that are podcasting with us using post social understand the value of getting out of the gate in that first two minutes, making uh, it sound like something that people want to go listen to. So we do a two minutes out of the gate. First two minutes is captured with a 10 second. Basically it's a, um, a, it's a promo. So it, 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 two minutes, we roll it off and say, you've been listening to uh, uh introduction of, of the geek new central podcast. Uh, please visit geeknewcentral.com for the full episode. That's how we post to YouTube. That's how we post to Facebook. To Twitter, it's a different situation. We post, because we can put an audio player, an audio card on Twitter, we post the full episode. 
So I, we've, you know, and we've had, I can count on like one hand, the number of people that have asked us to do full episodes on YouTube and, um, and maybe we'll make that an option, a switch at some point, but you know, maybe he's right that you don't want to put a full episode on YouTube, but you know, our approach to promoting podcasts on YouTube is a little different. Nothing's going to beat a video. Come on. You know, anytime you can do a video that nothing's going to beat that. Let's be frank. Well, I think his, his, this is what I gathered his, his concern was, is that, um, the metrics on YouTube are, are a little different. Um, they're, I guess YouTube is prioritizing length of duration of play as how they rank the importance of a, of a particular channel or well, a piece of content. You get more love right? on YouTube if, if, if people listen and go to the next video. Yeah, so shorter is better because if you have more completions, right, YouTube values that more than plays, right? Or duration of listening time, right? Time spent listening is okay. is a metric that is important for them. So if and, using that metric then, if we're just doing a two-minute with a promo, uh, that should fall in what they want. Yeah, it's probably five minutes or less, I would think. Mm-hmm. Maybe two minutes or less. Yeah, is probably where that is. Um, but it, at the end of the day, it's about uh, I guess your your influence ranking within Google, within the the YouTube platform, and and how that may influence your ability to come up in search results. So right, I, I, or I have, your ability to be discovered. Right. I have multiple channels on YouTube. I have a personal channel. I have a show channel. Then I get stuff for Blueberry. We, you know, you can build channels. You don't have to have just one channel. So that's right. If you're going to be doing vlogging, you're going to be doing some, you know, cool videos to put up. Put that on your personal channel. Make a show channel that you're not worried about the uh, the repercussions of the Google algorithm. You know, so. Yeah. It, to me, it's everything that I do for the show goes up on the YouTube channel. Everything I do personally, like, you know, be honest with you, I spent a lot of the day yesterday charging batteries for cameras and uh, GoPros and because I'm getting ready for Vegas and, um, and you know, inventory and gear and, you know, the stuff I use for vlogging and, you know, some things I haven't done recently and, you know, prepping to do some stuff and. I'm going to put that on the personal channel, not on the Geek New Central channel. Yeah. So I, I, you know, there's, I, again, I, I, there's a place for everything and you just got to understand that most people that go to YouTube are there to watch. Yeah. So if you're doing a, a, I mean like a regular video podcast, right. Or a video show on, on YouTube, I don't think what he's saying here is um, you, you have no. to make that sh- short if you're doing it on YouTube. No, I think no. What he's talking about is is if you're doing um, a video show on YouTube and you also do an audio show. So don't publish your audio, your full audio show up there in addition to any video that you're doing because it's going to hurt your video right. uh, relevance as well. That would be 
that's what I'm taking away from this. Yeah. Um, but if you're not doing any, any YouTube videos, then why do you really care about your ranking anyway? Right. Right. <laughs> So Rob, so, I know anyway. we're we're a little short here, but uh, I definitely, even though we got started late, I need to to bounce. Um, okay. So everyone, thanks. We'll try to figure out what was going on with uh, with Facebook. Find out why I can't go live over there, and uh, hopefully next week we'll be back with uh, with Facebook and of course being on YouTube. So we'll get that dialed in. But uh, if you have any questions on today's show, you can email Rob or I, Todd at Blueberry.com. Follow me at Geek News. Rob, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Yeah, I, I can on Twitter at Rob Greenlee, and that's with two E's. And my email is Rob at Spreaker.com or Rob at RobGreenlee.com. Either one will work fine. So those are the best ways to get a hold of me. And for those of you that are in our chat room today, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I've got to go grab some cable so I can be prepared to do a Google Hangout here in about 15 minutes. So, uh, ah, okay. Yeah, All not, right. not well, fun. <laughs> good luck with that. Todd. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time on the new media show. Everyone take care. Bye-bye.